0: The Las Vegas Raiders have extended quarterback Derek Carr, but is there a catch in this three-year contract? And where are the Raiders in the AFC West? Where are all the teams in their division in the AFC pre-draft power rankings? Coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at PD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making this your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, getting close to the NFL draft. How about an overall look at how strong these teams are going into the draft? And then we can check back in and see how much changed post-draft. By division power rankings. We're not going to go you know, NFL power rankings, but by division. How do these teams stack up in the divisions going into the NFL draft? Starting with the AFC, and I guess we'll have to start with the AFC West and the arms race happening there, and another big contract doled out, this time for quarterback Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I didn't really see this one coming, but I think it needed to happen, right, for the Las Vegas Raiders, Matt, and Derek Carr getting a three-year 121.5 million dollar extension it's not top of the market quarterback money although it escalates but and we'll talk about how this is structured which is also very interesting but just a little vote of confidence it's like look we're not you, the new regime and everything but Derek Carr's the guy for the Raiders Derek Carr to Devontae Adams is going to be a thing for at least a little while right and and it's uh for Derek Carr himself he said he's like look I was either going to be a Raider. Or start playing golf so he didn't want to go anywhere else didn't want to be traded didn't want to you know sign a free agent contract someday which still he might have to uh um you know face golf in the face again very soon but right now Derek Carr locked in for at least another year on his three year 121.5 million dollar extension
1: yeah I, I want to spend a little time talking big picture quarterback conversation with you but um I kind of came up with a, na- a list of about a dozen NFL quarterbacks right now that I would say are probably better than Carr right this second. And I'm a Carr believer. You know, I, I thought he's played very well the last couple of years, overcome crazy adversity with that team, the Gruden stuff, the the Rugs stuff, and got that team to the playoffs and, frankly, almost beat the Bengals in the playoffs. I mean, so uh, I- I'm a Carr believer. But by no means is he Allen or Mahomes, you know. I mean, I'm not going to go that far. So I've got about a dozen quarterbacks right now that I think are better than him. He's probably the 12th ish or so best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I totally agree with that. By the
0: way, like he he's not creeping into the top ten, but he can play like a top ten player, uh, you know, some weeks. But he's in that, you know, 11, 12. 13 range, you know, between 10 and 15 essentially is where Derek Carr is, which is good because you're better than half the teams you're playing against at quarterback every week.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. And frankly, I think that Raiders offense, especially with McDaniel's mind, you know, operating things, has a chance to be very good. You know, like I might want Josh Jacobs on my fantasy team, Renfro Renfro's going to catch a million passes, and of course Adams. I have questions about the line, but I definitely think that's going to be a top half of the league, maybe top 10 type offense. And I also think this is a very shocking because you know it's been a lot of change with this organization in terms of moving cities, hiring a new coach. I mentioned the Gruden mess that I think they want some stability and Carrs considered a great leader and certainly a face of the franchise. So in terms of economics, it maybe is worth a little more to Have the same guy on the billboards and, you know, sell a couple car jerseys in a new city. And I get all that. I think that has value.
0: A ton of value. I I just sort of thought about my my last statement, too, about Derek Carr and being better than half the teams you play against. Theoretically, but when you play two games per season against the AFC West— uh, you know, those it, games it might not yeah. mathematically work out to where you do have the best quarterback in over half your games. And so that's where right. it gets difficult with the arms race that's going on right now in the AFC.
1: So here's what I wanted to throw out, which is a little more big picture thinking. And I was listening to the Move the Sticks podcast last night. I'm stealing this from them a little bit, where Bucky and DJ had a very good podcast, and theirs are always good, about, you know, they, they were th- they were throwing things out there like, Teams should never use a first-round pick on anything but a quarterback, wide receiver, tackle, pass rusher, or corner. Just for the economics of it. I'm just talking economics. I don't even care what the names are. And here's something that they threw out that I found was interesting. But it doesn't apply to the Raiders because after making the Adams deal, this kind of thing is off the table. So here's what I wanted to bring up to you because the Raiders extended Carr. The Vikings extended Cousins after a good year. And both those teams could have ripped it down to the studs and started over. But Tennessee is a team that they brought up. And here's why I wanted to bring this up to you. Ryan Tannehill is 34 years old. I mean, he's older than you think, folks. I mean, he came in the league old after playing wide receiver. He was in the Russell Wilson luck, you know, uh, rookie class. I mean, he's been around a while. Didn't have a great year. So economically speaking, let's say the Titans used their first round pick, which isn't an option for the Raiders because the Adams deal on Ritter, you know, a quarterback, you know, best quarterback available near the end of round one. You play this year with Tannehill and you get Ritter or whomever ready for next year. And assuming that young quarterback has no clue what he's doing and can't play, you know, dead in the cowboy movie, would you rather have a 23 year old I'm guessing rookie quarterback or second year quarterback making like 2 million a year or if then a 35 year old Ryan Tannehill who's going to make like 35 million like you can get a dozen years younger at quarterback and well over 30 million in cap space to spend on whatever you want to go from Tannehill to Ritter like that seems like an easy decision to me
0: It is an easy decision. It gets more difficult with a team trying to win now. And this isn't like drafting Jordan Love when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback either. This is Tannehill, who's had some really good years, but I would put clearly behind Carr, i think on that list of quarterbacks i don't know I would where, do. yeah where you would put him. you know maybe maybe same tier but maybe on the opposite ends of that that tier
1: i prefer Carr. Yeah. yes
0: I, I do too uh and so you can obviously win with the guy but w- when does winning become easier if you're spending 30 million cap dollars on other positions and trying to develop a young quarterback who could be great in year two and three mm-hmm. or even could be just you know okay but I, it's worth taking a chance i think if you're the Titans, but they're also trying to win now, and they have immediate needs, and it's hard to convince probably a head exactly. coach, especially and a GM, like, "Hey, we like our quarterback. We love Ryan Tannehill. We love coming to work with him every day. Works hard. We've what won a lot of wrong. games yeah. with him. We need this other position so we can win now." It's really hard to look down the road at that quarterback spot. Maybe the right player has to fall, you know, to round two or three for them to to take that shot rather than forcing it mm-hmm. in round one.
1: And to expand on that, I mean, and this is part of the round one thing you would have Ritter or Howe or whoever for five years at just you know two, well, actually at four at around two or three million. That fifth year option is a bump up, but I mean, it, it, my point is is Tannehill 30 million better than Ritter, you know, especially a 35 36 year old version of Tannehill. And there is another expense in terms of that's also a receiver you could have had in first one, yes. round one, too.
0: And I know. would add to that, OK, so draft a player. Maybe he doesn't look great, but then there's still like we've seen there's been so much more quarterback movement than ever in the history of the NFL recently. And there's right, right. good quarterbacks that you can look at. There's there's an available there's two available quarterbacks right now that are that are among the 32 best in the league that are starting NFL without question in Garoppolo question. and Baker Mayfield, both of which make less than that dollar figure you put out there for Ryan Tannehill. So you could draft a quarterback, move on from Tannehill, still get a veteran that costs you less. And if you're not sure about that rookie going into year two and still find a stopgapable player that is, you know, maybe even same tier as Tannehill was anyway.
1: Yeah. And I think Carr is, is noticeably better than Jimmy or especially Baker. And, you know, I would probably rank those guys Carr, Tannehill, Cousins, Jimmy, Baker, especially after what we saw last year. But it's not crazy to say the gap from Carr to Baker is a cavern. You know, I mean, they're all, they're probably still on the same tier. If you put them on great teams, you'd probably be pretty good. You know, the Browns won a fair amount of games with rookie contract Baker Mayfield in a very expensive offense around him. I mean, Carr would do every bit that well. But still, my big picture thought here is, and I think this lends itself to all the quarterback movement is I think a lot of teams are really weighing this right now that sure. Carr's a good player. Cousins is a good player. Yes, they're good players, but is it smarter to pay him or is it smarter just to have the rookie on a, on a deal and go sign Teron Armstead and Devontae Adams? You know what I mean?
0: And that's what we're starting to see. We're, we're starting to yeah, see teams right. do that. You, you pay the quarterback, the rising tide lifts all boats or you pay the other positions and you try to roll with the cheap quarterback, develop him and, and be a powerhouse at other positions to make that quarterback play up. And that that's clearly the the two directions everywhere. But I think the Buffalo Bills are trying to pay both the receiver and, and quarterback, but we'll see if they can afford other the positions. The Raiders now. are now too. Yeah, like defense it starts to become a problem. And defense is a huge problem right now for the
1: Raiders. Absolutely. And here's the last nugget I wanted to steal from Bucky and DJ too. So I've been – harping on this wide receiver, you know, change of strategy around the league and everyone's starting to view it different. They mentioned, you know how Green Bay has those two first round picks still, you know, yes. they said contractually, salary cap wise, hypothetically, let's pretend Green Bay drafts two receivers in the first round. They stay exactly where they're at draft a wide receiver, and then do it again. I don't even care what the names are. It doesn't matter because the, the contracts are going to be the same no matter what the players are. Those two would combine to make like 22% of what Devontae Adams makes over the next four years. Like, think about that. Would you rather have two 22-year-old <laughs> first-round receivers that have a lot of talent? I mean, that's like maybe it's Lave and Dotson or, you know, whomever. Or Devontae Adams, who's 29, at – more than four times the cost. And the Packers
0: have the second round or two that they could spend. They could go wide receiver, something else at 28, and still, you know, go with one of those second round. Wide And be even where, cheaper. Right, where they found. 15% of Adams' contract. Yeah, and, and where they found Devonte Adams, by the way. And so they could do both. Yep. And so the, the Packers are in a good spot, and they had to. I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and maybe even they're still hunting around and sniffing around some other expensive receivers, too. You know, there's been some talk about, you know, DK Metcalf. Are they going to get in on that? And they mm-hmm. were willing to pay Devontae Adams, but Devontae Adams wanted to go, so they let him go, and they traded him. But it, it does just feel a lot smarter for them to get cheaper at that position have.
1: To. Yeah. And I'm not even just talking about them. It's just, you know, in terms of using resources, is it smarter to have Devonte Adams at his age or two first round picks combined at their age at one fifth of the cost, you know, like not even close. Yeah. And, you know, that's a starting left tackle and something else. You know, I mean, I, I just think it's really interesting. And that's their point is if you use first-round picks only on quarterbacks, wide receivers, tackles, corners, and edge rushers, expensive stuff, and just get average play out of rookies, then you don't have to pay top of the market for average play for Carr and Tannehill and Cousins. And not that Adams is average, but Christian Kirk is average.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, a, an accountant or an economist looking at that would be like, yes, absolutely. And right. GMs and coaches look at it and... Things go a little totally haywire.
1: Different. Coaches, especially. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, And the Rams are sitting there going, we didn't use the first-round pick in 100 years, and we just won the Super Bowl match.
0: Right, so what are you guys talking about with <laughs> I mean, cheap first-round picks? Right. That's, a, that's worthless. All right, yeah. so uh, a lot of ways to skin the cat though. in the NFL. Um, I, I want to talk for a second next about the structure of Carr's contract, and we'll get into the AFC West and where the Raiders are with Derek Carr as their quarterback with the power rankings by division. We'll go AFC and then NFC. Bet online is your number one source for all betting stats and information this season. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information, live betting, playoffs, esports, and more, and of course those Tasty NFL draft props. Which team will select Kenny Pickett? Which team will select Malik Willis? The over-under on when the first running back will be selected. Who will that be? Brees Hall? Kenneth Walker? You can find all kinds of props at BetOnline. Love the draft props. feel like I got a little advantage on the house, too, when it comes to those NFL draft props. So listen to Peacock and Williamson, and then go win some money. At BetOnline, head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. At Bet Online where the game starts. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On podcast. Network your team every day and You're going to hear a lot more of Peacock and Williamson on the Odyssey Ultimate Mock Draft Special that we do on the network. Always fun every year, hosted by Matt and myself, and using Odyssey experts, all the locked-on experts, the NFL hosts making picks for their teams, the college hosts breaking down the prospects. Always fun. And coming up next week and leading up to the NFL draft coverage that we will have for you here on the network, live and all draft weekend long. So stay tuned. Derek Carr's contract, this is where it gets interesting to me. Okay, three years, big extension. This year, he's going to be making $25 million. That jumps up to $33 million in 2023. Then in 2024, the last year of the deal, $42 million. What do you think the odds are that those second and third years get guaranteed? Because the structure of this contract, which I find fascinating, the $33 million for 23 and the $24 million in 2024 become fully guaranteed three days after next year's Super Bowl so after the huh. Super Bowl this coming season if Derek Carr is not cut or traded and even if he's traded this still becomes guaranteed would another team take that on is Derek Carr released after next year's Super Bowl within those, that three-day period or do the Raiders lock in a guarantee for 33 mil in 23 and forty-two mil in 2024 for Derek Carr. I have a sneaking suspicion he won't wow. see that $42 million in 2024, but that means he can't see the $33 million in 2023 either because it locks in both of those years
1: guaranteed. I haven't given this much thought, but that's really interesting because, I mean, especially the date, because you have to do it right after the Super Bowl. It's not like you could probably trade for Kyler Murray in those three days. You know what I mean? Or we know you're going to land the best free agent or I can trade up the two and get the Ohio state quarterback. Like you don't know those things yet, you know, for plan B's, if you don't want to give car that money, a couple things that I, my initial takeaways are the salary caps going up and the league is making a ton of money. And, I, and the owners are telling us that this thing is highly profitable and the cap is going to be crazy in two years because a lot of contracts have indicated that, um, I don't know. I mean, I feel more the opposite side that Carr would have to be a disaster this year to say, no, we're not picking up those two years. And I it feels think, like they're going to, I think that'll be, to him. I think
0: that'll be, I think it'll tell us the story, right? Because, and mm-hmm. by the way, Devontae Adams wanted to go play with his buddy in Las Vegas, right? With Derek Carr. Right, right. And so if that happens after one year, now you have a disgruntled wide receiver too. But that, so that thing would have
1: to really go off the rails for the Raiders. If it was just
0: locking in year by year, like each year there was one of those where you could guarantee the next year then again it guarantees the next year but the fact that you have to it lock in the so 2024 42 million dollars for Carr, that's where i think this gets dicey and it'll depend right. where i hate that the I raiders will know where they're right. going to draft if they just won the super bowl that's getting locked in because they'll still be partying for those three days and then you know the <laughs> <Everybody laughs> josh mcdaniels right, will wake right. up you know uh, on a bed after celebrating for three days and be like oh wait a second okay i guess Derek carr's contract is gonna be fully guaranteed right and that's fine because you just want to go
1: we'll run it back yeah. but
0: if you have have a top 10 draft pick you know you have an opportunity to draft a quarterback i would say there's almost zero chance so and as we look it is a perfect segue back for
1: the guy yeah
0: how right so you should have traded him now if that's the case probably if you could have makes me
1: think they plan on giving and picking it up unless disaster happens
0: will a team not care and they still can trade him in those three days Or before those three days?
1: I guess you possibly could. Or could they renegotiate and
0: the team says, okay, let's take away the guaranteed portion of this, but we'll lock in your 2023, but let's not guarantee that 2020. Because they could still renegotiate this contract. So maybe that could happen too.
1: True, true. AFC West though now. Yeah, yeah, let's do that.
0: Because we got to get into this. Uh, AFC West, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. They all got better in some ways. Uh, I think it's clear and it's not a, a slight on... Derek Carr, but we talked about the 12 quarterbacks that might be better than him. Three of those are in the AFC West right now, so I I think you have to start at number four being still the Las Vegas Raiders, which points to them having a tough time getting a a pick that's in the second half of the first round next year.
1: We've talked Carr to death. I I was just talking about their offense, and I'm pretty darn excited about it. I think the Max Crosby, Chandler Jones pairing is scary as can be, but there's still four to me in this division, And, and They were a playoff team last year, and when they traded for Adams, I said things like, boy, I hope the Raiders don't just think they're Devontae Adams away from being a Super Bowl contender as opposed to a borderline playoff contender. I think they're better than they were last year when they went to the playoffs, but they're still four to me. I think Denver is three. I'm going to put the Chargers at one.
0: I still have questions about the Raiders' offensive line, about their defense. Uh,
1: I yeah
0: you know the back end I don't know how they haven't signed uh, because they were they were in on a lot of the quarterbacks apparently in free agency and so I don't know how they didn't sign one of those guys and, and they have a pass rush that's going to help but I'm a little bit worried about them I'm a little, little bit worried about the Raiders yeah. rest of the roster but you know hey Carr and Adams no could be fun. Pick, yeah. right, right and they don't have the picks to to draft those positions either yeah so uh, I'm with you on the ranking. Um, it's really tough. For you, the easiest one is just to put the Raiders four, and then the other three, it's like, man, it's it's hard to argue really any order there with those teams. Uh, I, I still think I, I would still bet on the Chiefs, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'd put Chiefs one. I really love what the Chargers are doing, but the Broncos, man. New coaching staff makes me put Broncos three, and just because, you know, Russell Wilson did take a little step back. And I know it wasn't an ideal situation, yeah. but he did have good receivers at least to throw to there, you know for for a while in in Seattle. I, I would say Chiefs chargers Broncos than Raiders, but the only easy one is putting Raiders four
1: Yes, and I think there's more room for error in Denver than people want to admit, you know, and you know we mentioned that Carr is around 12 on the quarterback list. I bet there's more names in front of Wilson than you think, you know, when you start naming names. And I'm not saying it's bad or it's a bad trade, but it's not like, whoa. I mean, not if, if they would have added Aaron Rodgers, it would have been different. You know or maybe, I
0: mean? maybe that, maybe we'll see that Wilson that we saw most of his maybe. career up until about a year and a half ago, right? The first half of 2020, It's like, oh, this guy's, this guy's going to be the MVP. Then it fell apart. The second half of that year. And then last year was obviously a disaster for the Seattle Seahawks. But I mean, he's a really good quarterback. I wouldn't be shocked at all if no the Broncos doubt, no are doubt. like, you know, hoisting the Lombardi that we talked about in those three days after uh, Derek Carr's, uh, you know, guarantee needs to be figured out.
1: Okay. So what was your order again? Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. But I will admit, that's a slap in the face to Andy Reid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When you compare coaches, Andy Reid stands alone in that division by a million. And he's basically five and one or better against the West every year. I mean you, you, I, you know.
0: You gotta knock him off the top, man. You gotta knock you gotta prove you can knock the Chiefs off the top. Tyreek Hill's right. an important piece there, but look, this is a good football team and they're gonna get better. They got a couple totally first round vision. picks now. They could replace their speed. They can find speed at wide receiver if that's what they want to do in the draft, right?
1: Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm gonna stick with one there. I'm switching Chiefs are one. Okay. Right. The so coaching it, discrepancy is stupid.
0: All right. We, we agree then. We got Chiefs, okay. Chargers, Broncos, and it's all very tight at the top. Raiders, four in the AFC West. But again, I wouldn't even be that shocked if the Raiders, you know, aren't fourth either, right? Because it never goes the way you expect it to go. No, right. That's going to be a really fun division and an entire fun Great conference division. to follow. We'll get to the other three divisions next. Power Ranking, Pre-Draft, AFC South, AFC North, and AFC East. I don't know what's happening over there in Pennsylvania. Heating up in California. Sun is out. You need some new shades? Shady Rays are for you. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, premium, high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's Insane Protection Program. Not only broken, but lost sunglasses as well are covered. Protection for every pair of Shady Ray's. They will send you a brand new pair. If you lose them, no matter what happened, give them a try, and if you don't love them, you will pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, I love this, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's. Exclusively, for our listeners, head over to shadyrays.com right now. Get yourself some fantastic sunglasses and use promo code Locked On to get fifty percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code Locked On for their best deal of the season: fifty percent off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over one hundred and fifty thousand verified five star
1: reviews. All right, let me talk about RockAuto.com. They've been a really good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially, or it's a hobby, or whatever you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years they have everything you're looking for Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for professionals as they are for you guys so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts so here's what you do go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available write locked on in their how did you hear about us box they know that we sent you that's locked on, two words amazing selection, reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need RockAuto.com.
0: AFC South. This one is difficult. I think in a different way to try to rank these one through four. You you mentioned earlier the Tannehill Titans that still have to be one. I think in this division, but I think the Colts by somehow, which was luck and kind of accidental, right, ended up with Matt Ryan, and I think maybe one of the best situations the Colts could have been in this year. And they were already knocking on the door with the Titans, and obviously the Jaguars and Texans are drafting top three for a reason. How do you rank this division out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really think the Titans and Colts last year were a lot closer than one team not making the playoffs and the other one being the one seed in the conference. You know, like I think the gap was a lot, lot more. Yes, close than what that looks like on paper today. Houston has to be last. Their roster still is really bad. They're plucky. They'll win a game they shouldn't, and okay, but they're still last. Jacksonville's definitely three, in my opinion, although I think they'll be better. In but Jacksonville, gonna... they,
0: they have the, I, I, I think there's going to be a huge jump, better coaching staff right for yes. their young quarterback, which is huge, which is why I would put them for sure over the Texans. But even though they spent bad money in free agency, they at least added to their roster and should be better across the board, depth-wise, and, and even with some starters here and there.
1: Yeah, I just don't know if they know how to win. You know I mean? It's kind of like the Andy Reid conversation. Like, Jacksonville's not going to be flip the switch and all of a sudden they're winning 10 games just because they got a little bit more talent. Like, there's, you got to learn. I will say this, I think I'd still go Tennessee
0: one. Sorry, I I know. We always take too much time, more time than we expect with these things. Um, I will say this. The San Francisco 49ers, and look, you always bring it back to the Steelers. I always bring it back to the 49ers. The 49ers... Drafted number two overall in the 2019 draft. They got a stud edge rusher and they were playing in the Super Bowl the following year. If the Jaguars However, are if the Jaguars are well coached and the quarterback takes that step when everyone thinks he's a generational guy, and we've seen it in year twos from Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and from Andrew Luck. And they have Josh Allen already on one side. Then you have, you know, whether it's uh Trayvon Walker, who by the way I just want to remind everybody I was the first one to put Trayvon Walker number one overall. I've been
1: wanting to pat you on the back for that. I've been seeing it might that happen, dude. a
0: lot recently. I've been shocked. Yep. It's coming from everywhere, which almost makes you think it's not going to happen now. But Or Aiden Hutchinson, right? You get that stud edge player, and all of a sudden you got a pretty darn good football team. I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but it can happen.
1: I was going to give you a hard time about your Niners reference with Bosa because the year <laughs> before that was a good team and – had all kinds of quarterback injuries and were much better on paper than the second worst team in the league. But before I did, I'm sitting there going, well, the Bengals picked third last year and they went to the Super Bowl." (laughs) You know what I mean? With a second year quarterback. I mean, the Bengals are a great example. I mean, if you add a stud and change the culture and Lawrence ends up being Burrow, which I don't think is the craziest thing I've ever said. I mean, it's not, they're definitely three though. Right.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yep.
1: Okay. I think Tennessee still won, but I, I think the Colts are a better quarterback to team than they were last year. And I'm I don't know that Tennessee's a firm, strong contender. I have some questions about them. I think that's close. I
0: think I, I think they were closer than what their records said they were last year, and I think they're mm-hmm. maybe even tighter now. So that, that's, yes, agreed. that's well gonna said. be a fun one at the top. And the Colts what they need is a little bit more dynamism on offense because if I mean teams are just gonna stack the hell out of the box and say, okay, who you throwing to, they need they need something else to to give them that, you know, play action over the top. You gotta respect us and, and mm-hmm. carve out a little room for our running game.
1: Yeah, and a first round pick would go a long way if you could have thrown an lave on that team, but they're not gonna have one. Right you know?
0: AFC North, you're very close to this division, Matt. Steelers, Browns, Bengals, Ravens. The Bengals represented the North in the Super Bowl last Mm -hmm. year. Do you have them going back and being the team that is number one in this division? uh, Where do you think the Steelers are? I would kind of put the Steelers fourth because I like their quarterback situation The least, least, except I don't know if the Browns quarterback is going to be available for them uh, at all, or at least for the first half of the season.
1: Well, let's start here. I'm going to go Cincy Baltimore two, but I think that's unbelievably close. I think the world is sleeping on the Ravens. I mean, football outsiders does their injury metrics every year, and they were like the most injured team in football outsiders history last year. Like, so And they still weren't horrible. They crumbled down the stretch. So I think Baltimore and Cincy right now power ranking them are very close. But I will give the Bengals the nod. And I very much appreciate what they did with their offensive line, too. They're better now than when we saw them in the Super Bowl.
0: Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers?
1: Yes. But if you told me Deshaun Watson suspended for eight-plus games, I think they would be fourth.
0: Not a believer in Jacoby Brissett leading the Browns. I like somewhere.
1: Brissett. I do like Brissett, but I think that's a big difference.
0: What if they can't unload Baker Mayfield? Then angry Baker Mayfield shows up, plays eight games, they tra- or six games, four games, then they trade him at the deadline.
1: I think that's too fictional. <laughs> I think they. <laughs> I can't. Go- I can't even buy that one. After uh, signing Brissett. I mean, there's he doesn't play another game there.
0: I agree, and he is. He is. He does feel disrespected. He said this week on a on somebody's podcast. I don't even yeah, know he's what podcast. Talking happens. a lot.
1: I, I out. Steelers might be the best fourth place team in this in this conversation. Well, like well, I guess the, the Raiders were pretty good too. The Raiders and Steelers, I, yeah. I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't be surprised at all if they were a playoff team, and I would probably be picking no. them to be a playoff team in the NFC.
1: Right. Well, I don't. But I got. I,
0: I, I got to pause on that because I. I like the Steelers on defense. I no,
1: they're top seven, but right.
0: I like the I like the Steelers on defense. Um, I, I like the Raiders quarterback situation obviously more than the Steelers, but that's what holds me back for the Steelers. I, I think the Trubisky. I just think yeah. that was a bad idea. Just. Go draft a guy, you know. Like, Trubisky's not an answer. Uh, It's you know, it's a stopgap at most, and so that doesn't point. And even if you draft a rookie, where's that rookie going to lead you? Although Roethlisberger led the Steelers as a rookie into the playoffs, right? So uh, fifteen and one, yeah. It's it 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 has happened for this organization, but I think quarterback really holds the Steelers back, especially with what's going on in the AFC. Maybe the worst starting quarterback in the entire conference. I'd rather. It's quite
1: possible. I'd rather have. Myself. I still think uh, it'll be better quarterback play than they had last year.
0: <laughs> That's true, and they weren't a bad team last year. They were not I a mean, bad team last year.
1: Tomlin won nine games with Duck Hodges.
0: It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing what the yeah, Steelers. It's are kind of the Andy
1: Reid conversation that Tomlin—they're not going to win five or four. They're going to be competitive every week. It
0: would have to be like T.J. Watt gets hurt and. Um, And Cam
1: Hayward. Right.
0: Right. Something massive has to happen elsewhere that they've been able to, because that's a team that can just tread water. Even with bad quarterback play, they've already
1: proven it. Yeah. Last two years, three years have been bad quarterback play at Pittsburgh. I mean, Ben was hurt for one, came back for the other and was not great. And last year he was terrible. So I'm not sure Trubisky is going to be worse than what they played with the last three years.
0: The Buffalo Bills, clearly the one right now in the AFC. I think we would both agree, and I think even Dolphins, Patriots, and Jets fans listening to this podcast would not fight us about that. The question is, how far down are the Patriots? Have they been passed up by the Dolphins? I would say yes. Maybe even the Jets after the draft. The Jets have four
1: picks in the top 38. I know, and I would buy Jet stock. You know, if if that's a penny stock right now, I would buy a lot of Jet stock. I think they're an improving team. I think they're going to be well coached. I think they're going to be a good GM, but they still have to be four to me. And a lot of that's just revolving around Wilson. I mean, he was impressive as a rookie and those other two teams are further along in their development. I would definitely put the dolphins ahead of the Patriots Except for the Tomlin Reed Belichick, you know. <laughs> I was just going to say, had, don't you have you know? to knock
0: off Bill Belichick have for the to. first time in twenty years? If you, if you know, if you're the Dolphins or the Jets here, it, it's hard to say. I'm just going to plug that team in ahead of the New England Patriots. Kind of got to see it first.
1: Yeah, the Pats going to be five and eleven or five, you know, no, five and twelve. Probably not. Their roster bad, though. I'm going to put Miami over New England.
0: I'm going to put the Patriots here first, and I want to see what this looks like after the NFL draft. And I might even look at those rosters and say, I don't care how good of a coach you are maybe I would put the Patriots fourth, but I want to see what happens with the Jets. picks. You. And the Jets might not make all those four selections I talked about. We might have a DK Metcalf going on over there. Maybe Debo Samuel even, you know, who knows yeah, what right, is right. to come because the Jets are trying to do some things there, which tells me they probably don't want to take a wide receiver at 10, right? Isn't that what that's telling me? Cause they keep offering these two high second round picks to all these teams trying to get a wide receiver. That tells me they're trying to fix the defense, maybe pass rusher corner combo with picks four and 10, right?
1: I, my take on it is very similar to that. That yes, they they there's better value at corner and edge than at wide receiver with their in the first round for the Jets their top two picks. I mean, um, you know, even if it's McDuffie or Johnson, the edge guys, let alone you know the dudes that are above them on, in on the ranks. So yes, and I think a lot of it. I mean, this is we don't have time for this, but. You know, the receivers are going to be overdrafted in this in this class for all the Devonte Adams reasons we just talked about, and I think the Jets are afraid they won't get a good enough one in the second round that they're going to overdraft London or Wilson, and they mm-hmm. would rather instead pay Metcalf. You know, right?
0: Yeah, and and sort of like the Bills did when they went and got Stephon Diggs, and now the the Jets do already have some veteran receivers there, but help out your young quarterback with young quarterback, a pro right. with a guy who can already win in the NFL and it's worth paying that money now while you have a rookie quarterback contract than even drafting a guy that could become pretty good but it's hard for a rookie to develop another rookie in
1: the NFL right right I mean Wilson's got enough on his plate as opposed to bringing along Chris Olave or whoever you know Traylon if you're, or whoever, you know London
0: we got to get out of here if you're the Jets though do you dangle ten instead? If 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 let's yeah. say if if DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel, let's use those two as an example because they've been mm-hmm. you know in the news recently.
1: McLaurin's in that conversation. Right.
0: So you're the Jets. You're calling those teams, and you're offering thirty five and thirty eight, and the teams are saying no. I need ten and thirty eight, or I need ten and a future pick, or something like that. If you're the Jets, do you say okay, screw it, let's go. Uh, we'll we'll get a pass rusher. We'll get Boye Mafe, you know, or something.
1: Mm-hmm. I think yes for that team. You know, I mean yes. Because then you got—I'm not big on giving a lot of draft picks and then having to extend them and eating up all my cap. You know that goes back to the Adams conversation we before. But with a rookie quarterback, you know you're not paying the Tannehill thirty-five million or Cousins or Car. That bounce back to the old conversation, and you're trying to do everything you possibly can to make Wilson a success. If I could put Metcalf opposite Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, Oof. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, you, you I, know, I would—I yeah. would,
0: I would let—I would let ten go as well for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And 10 and even a little more like you said. Right. Uh future second or you know, third this year or something.
0: Good stuff. That is pre-draft power rankings in the AFC. We'll get to the NFC tomorrow. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen. Matt and I will finish up the week and don't forget to Check out everything else going on on the Locked On Podcast Network, all the draft coverage, Locked On NFL Draft. Matt and I will be showing up very soon with our faces on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel as well. So subscribe early. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.